Open our eyes to see you the way you are. Lord, this is our prayer tonight and every day of our lives. Open our eyes to see you, O oh God. This is more than a song, Father. This is more than a song, Father. We make this the prayer of our heart. We make this the prayer of our heart and we, we look beyond every other thing and we are expectant to see you the way you are. Help us, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, have we prayed. <clears throat> In Jesus' mighty name, have we prayed. Amen. Can we please appreciate Pure Streams? Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. Uh, you can have your seats. Please welcome someone to your right, to your right and to your left. Say hello to someone. Thank you. Ask how has your day been? Ask were you able to buy fuel? And at what price? Or can I see you after the service? If you have a... <laughs> ah. You know? I wanted to withdraw today and they said it's only 1,000 there I can withdraw. And I, I, I don't think I've ever opened my mouth that wide because I didn't know we were going to get that low in, in dealing with things. And the lady said, is it I do 1,000 Naira of old notes or 1,000 Naira of new notes? 1,000 Naira of old notes is 1-1. One, 1,000 one. 1, Naira of new notes is 1-2. <laughs> And I wanted to buy bread. I wanted to buy two uh, loaves of bread. And it was one four. Uh, the mobile apps determined that I wouldn't enjoy the, those, I mean, mobile apps didn't work. And uh, POS2 said, it's only 1,000 I can get out of my, the money I have saved. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I hope we are also seeing the nation prophetically because, uh, amen. The, you know, the types of the challenges that we go through here, you know, like I was saying, uh, Atoma, a large part of it is artificial, meaning it's man-made, you know, and uh, we really have uh, natural problems. Here, and uh, I mean, every year in US they expect different types of hurricane, and uh, you know, even trying to appease the hurricane, they give them names, hoping that they would. Uh, but we don't have such here. Um, you know, like uh, T.Y. Bello sang, "The land is green," and uh, we ha we have to. Huh? Yes, and, and the harvest is ready, you know. We have to keep 
saying God's word, you know. Don't go and you know try to buy fuel and you know join the group of people cursing Nigeria to also curse Nigeria. I mean, if, if there's no light, we'll sleep. Um, and if there's fuel in the gen, we'll thank God. But yeah, it's been an interesting time. Uh, welcome to a new month. Happy new month. Uh, I'm sure some of you are just saying that, ah, new month, ah. We have gone through a lot to, to know that there's a new month. Some of you are just saying that happy new month here now. So say happy new month to someone. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a new month and we'll be happy about it. Even if some people say, what's there to be happy about? Uh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember when I told a foreigner, happy new month, it, it sounded like the strangest thing ever. You know, at first, I didn't know I wasn't in, a, uh, in the place where my people were. So I was greeting everybody, you know. I said, happy new month, and nobody responded to me. And uh, yeah, I just moved on. So <laughs> I'll be, what will you do? I just moved on, and uh, I did as if I didn't crack. Uh, I didn't see anything. And uh, they now started talking about tacos. And they now asked, uh, I think they asked me then, what was my own uh, maybe favorite? I just, I, I think I told them pandediam, you know. As much as I don't understand tacos, they also should not understand pandediam. <laughs> so is a level, I will now start struggling to be saying I ate one tacos in the dream. And I'll now be struggling to match up to their own uh, this thing. But yeah, it's so good to see every one of us again today. Uh, thank God. You know, when God preserves our lives, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, it's, it's heaven walking to ensure we see ourselves each day, each time. Um, a lot of things happen. Uh, let's even say between uh, yesterday and today. A, a lot has happened. Uh, but God is really in charge of our preservation. Amen. You know, God is keeping us. He's keeping us. You know, there, there's... There's no fear that you're trying to come to church and you're thinking maybe somebody will be missing. You know, we know we would always be complete. We see ourselves. Uh, it's a thing of joy. You know, I remember when I was young, growing up, uh, we used to pray family prayers that uh, uh, as we are going out, what we eat us, we should not meet it outside. That as we are looking for what we will eat, we should not meet what would uh, what would eat us. I probably guess that prayer, they've seen people eating by uh, trying to look for something to eat. Amen. And so I'm so happy to see every one of us. Thank God for preservation of life. Amen. 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 Let's, let's quickly pray so that we can dive into the word. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your presence here. I thank you. Jesus, for you are set to do great things amidst us today. No man comes to you except you cause him to come up either. We are wholly heeding to your call this evening. Father, we, we want the blessing of the commas. We want the blessing of those who come believing that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek. In the name of Jesus, 
We pray that our ears are blessed. The ears of everyone here and those connecting online, their ears are blessed. I pray that, Father, as we look into your word, you will take us through the journey of knowing what you have in the scriptures for us. In the name of Jesus. By the reason of your word, deliverances happen, healings happen, and that is what we are expecting as well. Because the word of God is going to be spoken to us. Lord, we pray that every blessing that comes by the exposition of the word of God, let it be us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, have we prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I also want to really give thanks to God for the life of uh, Pastor Zach. Um, you know, in absentia. You know, I really want to thank God for this opportunity to speak to us. Uh, I always say that it's a rare privilege, and it's also a great privilege. Um, and I don't take it for granted, you know. And um, I honor every, you know, everything that God has blessed us with in this house, starting from uh, our senior pastor, you know, our pastor, and to the eldership of the church, uh, to everyone that God has blessed this church with. It's a privilege to be in front of us, uh, to speak to us. And if you're here for the first time, it's also a privilege to speak to you. Uh, maybe if we're outside, maybe I wouldn't have the privilege uh, to speak to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I, I hope we're not too cold. Uh, I mean the AC. Uh, um, I think this altar is a bit neutral. So, uh, but when I was there, I think I was feeling a little bit cold. So I don't know, maybe it's still the same, but uh, you can always back on to, you don't need to be shivering. Now we're thinking you are under the spirit. Just ask for uh, the ushers to help you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, please, I want us to join in this evening and uh, would be looking at a short scripture together. And I trust God to help us to glean uh, into what God wants us to look into today and to also take some lessons and live life. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when I was uh, thinking about what to speak about today, because I had to think first and uh, then I had to pray afterwards. You know, uh, one thing I told myself, even while my mind was still, uh, you know, searching my heart, my mind was searching my heart. Uh, I was like, I mean, we come almost every day uh, to church and, you know, somebody might be having a question at the back of their mind. That, I mean, why do we come every day? Why do we come every Sunday? Uh, why do you? Why do we come every uh, <clears throat> Wednesday? Uh, why do we come? You know, every other time that we come, and you know, because there's a life to live, uh, and we need, you know, we need, uh, we need to reduce every probability of failure to nothing. That's why we come every day. Do you understand? We need to reduce every chance or every chances of missing it. 
Hallelujah. It's not, we're not increasing the chance of success. Uh, the God we are dealing with is a sure God. Hallelujah. The chance that we are, what we are working against is the odds of failure uh, coming up. You know, you're not getting, living life maximally. Hallelujah. And that's why we come in almost every day, you know. Uh, that's why you, you are, you, you cherish your devotion, you know. That's why you cherish your devotion. That's why you cherish the people God has blessed, uh, blessed you with. And so this evening as well, you know, we are coming again to reduce that chance of failure, you know. Uh, whatever might have added a plus to it, um, maybe in hours or in days, your coming here is to detonate the potency of that thing and you get more energized, you get more assured of purpose, you get more assured of success. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I think I might need water. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so before we go into the discourse for today, you know, I want us to quickly uh, just do like a little recap of the conversation we had last week, Wednesday, and strongly had on Sunday. Hallelujah. How many of, how many of us were really and exceedingly blessed on Sunday? You know, um, Personally, I was, I was really blessed. I was really blessed knowing that, you know, the things that we ought to know, they are being emphasized. And not just emphasized, without mindset words, they are eating the nail on the head. At times, it might not be comfortable for, uh, I think I'm already getting comfortable with hearing the things that I direct. Do you get, do, do, you know? Maybe someone just telling it straight to your face without going left and right that this is what you ought to do. And uh, Pastor Adesala mentioned that she's here to instruct. Oh, actually, I, I didn't even know that that's how instruction will come. You get. Um, and God is interesting. Hallelujah. Amen. And, you know, I, I want us to really not forget, you know, that experience. I believe it's an experience for us. And it's, it's going to change our lives. You know, we would see the fruit. But I don't want us to quickly forget that experience. That's why I'm staying, staying here. That the, it, it would be so much of uh, trouble if, if God is saying that we can't do much without our pastor. You know, many of us didn't grow, we didn't start life that way. Like, uh, the, I mean, the best that most of us know is that we have to figure life out and uh, they will hope that we make it work. Uh, but I think on Sunday, it was really amplified and I felt as though a megaphone was being used that, you know, if you probably were not hearing before uh, that you need a pastor, you need a pastor, you need a pastor, you know, it was not put in another way that you would die if you don't have a pastor. You know, there's someone that used to use that phrase of uh, the company would die in the office that 
Because the word itself is not a good word in itself. You know, when you say, if, if you don't do X, you will die. It's, it's like literally scaring. It's not saying that you might come out hot uh, or you will try your best or you will try to figure it out. But it was literally saying that, you know, we can't make headway without, uh, I feel like that's the first thing I should tell every uh, one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old that is growing up in life. My son, my, I mean, that's the first person you need in your life is a pastor. <laughs> now, now, you might not be able to comprehend it probably to maybe when he's 18 or preteen, but it seems like that's the most important wisdom that any man should have at his right hand and say that this is how I want to live. This is how I want to live. Like a, lo a lot of us had actually lived a life without a pastor, and some of us had seen the fruit of not being uh, on this earth with a pastor. Hallelujah. You know, I used to tell people that it's not all life or all lives that are working. You know, to, to, to say that your life will work is at the mercy of God giving you a pastor. Now, it's not, it's not about because they came to understand what they believed. Do you get? So imagine they were seeking understanding from day one and waiting to believe after they've understood. It will be late. So even if you're struggling to catch up with that idea, because, you know, you're, you might be, if it was someone mystical that fell from heaven that was attributed that, uh, that blessing, you most likely might, I mean, you're powerless, powerful. <laughs> you, but, but you're also looking at it from another angle. You know, your, your pastor is powerful because the demons that ought to fight you is fighting them. You get, and it's, it's, it's having victory. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we have to help ourselves to know that we need our pastors, or we need our pastor, at least here. We need our pastor. We need our pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I did say that, you know, it's always good for us to know the implications of things. And on Sunday, Pastor D helped us to understand the implication of that relationship, the consequences the boundaries, the do's and the don'ts, the says and the not says. Do you understand what I'm saying? And now if you were not around on Sunday, please you can. Like Pastor Ovi will say, you know, do well to. Actually, you should go and listen to. You should go and listen to it. You know, one thing we should know, and Apostle Paul told Timothy this particular thing I want to say now is that you can't receive any gift of God without the gift of men. You know, some of us on our birthdays will say, God, give me just one gift. You know, give me, give me, uh, you know, end of the year, give me a gift. You know, or maybe we'll raise a prayer that, you know, God should bless you with a gift, a gift of whatever. There's, there's no gift that you would want to receive except it is given through a man. 
Let's, let's look at what Apostle Paul told Timothy. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1.16. 2 Timothy 1.16. You know, because some of us, we, we think we received a lot ourselves. For example, you prayed yourself and you were filled with the Holy Ghost. Actually, you thought you prayed yourself and you were filled with the Holy Ghost. You, you asked for something and it was given to you. No, 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 1-6. Sorry, I'm not sure if I said 16, but 1-6. Yeah. So this uh, Apostle Paul telling Pastor Timothy, um, and you can also see the relationship between Paul and Timothy as the gift of God to Timothy was, uh, was Paul. So he says, therefore, I remind you to stir up uh, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my, my hand. Or my hands. And Paul was right to emphasize where that gift came from. You know, it wasn't uh, the fervency of Timothy that received it from God. Uh, but he said here that Timothy received that gift. Now, they didn't mention that particular gift. You get. But Apostle Paul said here that that particular gift, that definite gift that you have that I inquire and I'm asking you to fan to flame. I don't know, maybe it's the pastoral gift. Maybe it's the gift of intercession. Maybe it's the, I don't know. But it says here that you received it because I gave it to you. Now, if, if Timothy is not careful and he gets into contemplation of, ah, but I sought the face of God for this thing, uh, but I, I was in a worthy position to receive something of God. Oh, I desired it. You know, some of us, we hype our desires. Like, uh, even at times, we mix it with faith. Like, we're not sure whether we're having faith or we're having strong desires. Do you get? But, but he said here that, yeah, you will find it to flame, but I will remind you of its origin. I will remind you of its sustenance and its source. You got it from me. Now, many a times, we don't like to hear that we got something from someone. You know, if, if, you know, if we're being told how we got it ourselves, it's more rewarding. Like, do you know that you, you were seeking the face of the Lord for this, and I just confirmed it to you that God will bring it, and then you received it. All that is interesting to us was that we stood in a place of seeking, and we found. But Paul says here that the reason why you have a gift the reason why you are gifted, the reason why you even think you are a gift to others is because you received something from me. And so the gift of God to us, uh, we will be gotten from the gift of men. You know, some of you have been in places where you, to, you prayed for an intervention and God sent a man. At, because at that point, it's not you that will be the Messiah of that scenario or that situation. He sent a man. He sent a brother. He sent a sister. Most times, he sent your pastor. Many a times, you know, the pastors intervene. It's like you are going, you're almost going to Yaba. You will just, bam, no, you're going to Jibo. Like, 
the call you are not expecting, the text message you are not expecting. And so Apostle Paul said here, because we're not doing anything much here, but I just pointed the scripture to say that the gift of God is received through the gift of men. You know, anytime you are trusting God for a gift, quickly be imagining who will he send. You know, imagine when even God wanted to gift the earth salvation. He said, who, who, who are we going to give to this earth? He says, who shall go for us? Whom shall we send? So the gift of salvation to us is because of the gift in Jesus that we receive the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness. Hallelujah. And so when we think of God reaching out to us, we would always think or we should always look out for the men he will send to us. You know, imagine the day Abraham's life changed. It was men that walked into, you know, that he said, guys, just come. Whether I know you are angelic or whether I don't know you are angelic, come. And he received their words. And I think even in that scripture, the man in the middle was speaking as though it was Jesus. It was just, uh, I'm not sure, uh, the character that was being completely represented. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it slow? Okay. Ah, I think it's slow, but if you say it's not slow, I just wanted to say if it's slow, enjoy it. So, but if you say it's not slow, uh, no troubles. So let, let me just quickly read again some of the implications of the gift of men I talked about the last Wednesday, then I would, I would just run into uh, the discourse for today. Maybe also for anybody that didn't write this down and probably maybe you wanted to write it down. You know, when Pastor Adesola mentioned uh, the gift in pastor, uh, you know, one of the implications that struck my mind on that day was, you know, our pastors being positioned to bring uh, impartations to us. You know, experiences that at times we don't deserve, at times, whether, I mean, at times we, we think we are ready for, but they launch us into the experience that God would desire of us. And so the, the gift of men bring impartation, they bring impartation to us. They bring the prophetic experience to us. Now, simply put, they bring the mind of God. That's what I mean by the prophetic experience. You know, they bring the mind of God. They bring the heart, the disposition of the heart of God. That's, that's the prophetic. I mean, if you're a student or if you're a child of this house, I think that description should be very clear. That, I mean, the prophetic is being able to get the pulse of God's heart, Right? And so, the gift of men does bring us into impartation and into prophetic experiences. You know, they are also positioned to bring substance of preservation to us and covering. I think I like that particular one, covering. They bring covering. And if you don't understand what covering is, it's simply the, the edge. What's protecting you? Now, in... Um, I don't know if we are very familiar with boundaries, you know, uh, how two nations are divided. Uh, but in some countries, they do erect 
boundaries, fences, you know, the one, like the one Donald Trump wanted to work on. The, S, the reason for that is for covering sake, so that you don't have intruders or invaders coming into your space. And so the, the, the thing that the gift of men does bring to our lives, one of it is covering, 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 covering to us. They bring substance of preservation. But while they bring substance of preservation, you are covered as well. They bring covering to us. Amen. Amen. Uh, then also, we did say, or I said, uh, that they are positioned to bring accurate interpretation to our times and seasons. Now, that, this statement is very critical because um, you need to know what you are meant to do per time. Do you get? Or in time of plenty, you need to know what to do. In time of not so much, you need to know what to do. Even to even know that this season is a time, is a season of seed, uh, seeding time, or is a season of chopping time, you need to know so that you don't go and chop your seed, like we always say. You don't chop the seed for the harvest. You know, I, I'm, act, I'm actually a, a living, I'm a testimony to this, interpreting your time and season accurately. Pastor Zach has helped me to do that. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, this is the season you are in. How many of you has Papi prophesied a five-year, uh, like me, I, I have, I have I've had, like, like for the past few years, I've been having that interpretation of the time and season. And it positions me accurately. Like literally, I don't fight for what's not mine. You get like, I, I, I cease from all, oh, like people are fighting for this one, fighting for equity. And they say, what will you take? I said, they didn't, I, I didn't see equity in the interpretation of the season. So don't, you guys don't worry. But when they say the season, you shall own. Ah, guys, bring, the, where's the agreement? Wait, no, 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 I'm serious. Like, literally, guys, you have not sent the paperwork to me. Please send it. Send, because in the interpretation of the time and season, they said, and you shall own, and you shall own. In this season, you shall own. Ah, when I heard you shall own, you shall own, you shall own. What else do you own? <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But in the other part, they didn't say own. They didn't say own. They said, this is a funnel, this is a channel, this is a... Then, even if there are opportunities to own, and you know that only ownership is not part of the game yet. Then, you know, you're okay. You're not, you know, uh, yeah. You know, some years back, I was somewhere, and they gave me 4% equity of, of the company. I left the company without looking back and asking for the, where's the equity? Because they didn't put own. But imagine I'd, I'm not wise. I'm going to fight. And the guy's a politician. Maybe the next, ah, they'll just be looking for Laulu. Gone too soon. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so understanding the time and season is in God's hands, but it gives that wisdom to men to help you understand your season. So even when you have an accurate interpretation of your season, don't take it to yourself. Look at what Timothy and Paul were saying here. You got it from me. So I, I wouldn't be foolish to say, oh, I understood my season very well. I'm a son of Isaac now. No, no. I'm still Fanny. I'm a son of Fanny. I'm not Isaka. No, I got my interpretation from a gift, my pastor. Hallelujah. So they help us understand accurately because that's one place where many of us, we seem to be perturbed and 
perplexed. You know, you're thinking something should come now, it's not coming now, you know. But you hear that word, wait, then everything comes down. Or you hear pursue, then the energy comes again. Do you, so that interpretation is everything to you. Do you get You can't just live thinking year in, season in, season out. You wouldn't need accurate interpretation of what that season is. Many a times it's just chill, just, just enjoy. Enjoy, you know, you're saying, oh, this thing is not working here, this thing, but you just hear a word. Just, just chill, just enjoy, enjoy yourself. And by the time you just shift away from those other ambitions, you just begin to live out life. And even the things you didn't expect, they now come into the scene. Amen. Amen. You know, I will say this lastly, and I would move away from here. You know, gifts of men are positioned into your life to bring financial and material resources. Now, we, we don't do urgent 2K. We do financial and material resources. What I simply mean is you are not a beggar. The reason why God has put the gifts in your life is so that you will not be doing urgent 2K. You must, you must know that the assignments that God gives to you, they are gifts that will bring the financial and the material resources. The financial and the material resources. You know, there's a way I was thinking I was going to explain that, but the Lord just wants me to just say that, and let's, let's allow it to rest. God wouldn't put you on that journey which we said that uh, on our journey, we need support systems, right? And one of it out of three that I mentioned, I said the Holy Spirit, the angels, now here is the gift of men, that God ensures that you need the, the resources to ensure that that journey works out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you have been blessed. So, um, like I said, please go and listen to Pastor Desola's message again. I think you would really be impacted and you'd be blessed. Um, I think um, um, we can't overemphasize um, you going back to listen. Let's go to Mark chapter 10. Yeah, that's the discussion for today. And now we have to be fast because we have used... Uh, the large portion of our time. But yeah, I will learn from Pastor Obi. We don't need to rush. <laughs> if we don't finish it, it's fine. Mark 10, 35. At times, you will know it's grace that Papi uses to start every chapter from verse 1. If you go and start from verse 1, God knows you start from verse 1, your message will just go left. <laughs> Do you get so? My is starting from 35. Because when she put in 1, I say, I shall not be tempted. Please move. Ah, before you get to 15 now, everything has uh, <laughs> the message and the messenger. We can't find any. It says, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him 
saying. Now, quickly, let me just say that in Mark 20, sorry, in Matthew 20, there's another rendition. And it wasn't exactly rendered this way. So heal yourself of, hmm, you've made a mistake. Please, please, don't, don't go there. Do you get my point? I'm telling one person, don't go there. Do you get? Um, then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. You know, how many of us would like to be here? You, you have access to Jesus and, you know, this is like uh, holding a genie lamp. You know, that's what you do to genie. You know, when you just do like, just do like this, or you rub it and it comes out, then you tell it whatever, you know. Make me to fly. What, what did they say? Three wishes. <laughs> You know, make me do this, build, uh, build a kingdom from me, you know, dress me up. Uh, you know, the ones we've watched, that's the one I'm saying. You know, so, so this, this was a beautiful dialogue. Oh, I hope I got it. It's dialogue now. Okay. Monologue is one person now, Abby. Before I go and say monologue. So it, John and James started a very deep conversation actually here. He said, Teacher, we have a conversation with you. We, now, who starts a conversation? This is like blackmail. Like, who starts a conversation? You know, you know, like somebody say, Daddy, before you say anything, tell me you will not beat me. Like, you know when that happens now? It's, it's like there's a conversation. Actually, this is the way this conversation, because if, if you are familiar with the scripture, you now see the, the main, the main thing where, it's like Jesus, you know, tell us you will not deny what we want to ask. So, literally, because the response, as soon as per Jesus, that response will be used in the other statement, like, since you said you would do whatever, so then. So let's, let's move on. Verse 36. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? I think this is where I will now be positioning myself. Instead of saying, okay, ask. At times we even say ask if it's in my power, you know. But Jesus said, yeah, you know, because, I mean, they could have asked anything. They could have asked for Jesus' head, you know. So he quickly used heavenly wisdom. What do you want me to do for you? Well, I, I think what is intriguing here is the confidence to put that demand on Jesus. That Jesus, we would like to ask. They said we would like to ask and we are hoping that whatsoever we ask you, you will do. But I think what I find also interesting is Jesus giving them this attention uh, by saying that, what do you want me to do? I probably believe Jesus would know the conversations in their hearts, but I think Jesus wants us to learn lessons here. That's why this is documented. Amen. Amen.
And so I think a first thing to note here is, is that God is always ready to hear our requests. Now, forget first the type of request. Is it permissive? Is it perfect? Is it, is it you know, I mean, we always say the three. Is it good? Uh, acceptable? Now, ask. God would like to and would always want to hear us ask. You know, I think it's in James. It says, uh, I hope it's in James. Uh, where it talks about the reason why you don't have is because you don't ask. Do you understand? And that statement is, is very true in the scripture. The reason why we don't have is because we don't start a dialogue or a conversation with Jesus on asking. The two brothers knew their request and decided to ask. Now, whether it was possible or not, there is a faith to honor there, which is asking. Ask, ask. You know, I want to say to us today that Jesus wants us to ask. You know, that's why he says, ask for the nations. Ask for the harvest. Ask for the laborers. Ask, ask, ask. And Jesus gave them that attention. He says, what do you want me to do for you? So, ask. Let's go on. Then they said, yeah, they said to him, so this is the prayer. Grant us that we may sit one on your right and the other on your left in your glory. Please go on. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able? Now, let, let's, let's take a pause there. Now, see the drama of Jesus tell us that whatever we ask of you, you will do. Now, there's an assumption that you, the person is coming from a point of certainty, like we've at least two brothers, we've talked about this. Okay, how are we going to position this on Jesus' table? This one says, okay, me, I'll talk first. You talk first. Okay, no, no, don't ask for this one. It's not related. Like, they probably had an understanding. At least the person to sit on the right, on the left, they've sorted, okay, James, you stay right. Me, I'll stay left. Okay, no, no, no. You know, they've, so there's some, there's some uh, uh, discussion that could have granted them some type of certainty and clarity. Like we know what we want to ask Jesus. But Jesus said here that you don't know what you're asking for. Like, uh, I wanted to say Yoruba proverb, but I'm wondering, there come, we left for. I know I've missed it. The way Kemi opened her mouth, I've missed it. What I'm trying to say is, you know, you are thinking something is, is peanuts, but it's an elephant. And Jesus told them that you don't have an idea of what you are asking for. You don't, you don't know what you are saying. Like, literally, that's what Jesus, like, you don't have a clue. You don't even know what makes up what you're saying. But please don't forget the first lesson. Ask. Tell someone, ask. ask. Now, be, before you, you get to, hey, would Jesus tell me, I don't know what I'm saying now. You know, I'm asking for a Rolls Royce, blah, 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 blah. Ask first, you know. The Bible says, ask that your joy 
may be full. Now, it's better to ask and hear that you don't know what you're asking than not to ask and not be sure whether they will grant it or they will not grant it. But there's a reason why Jesus told them that they didn't know the context or the implication of what they were asking. It's also in this uh, uh, set of scriptures. You know, many, many a times, we, we really do not know the implications of our requests. You know, at times, you know, maybe just driving down to church, you know, a downfall would just prevent some, like, God, let me just have one power to fling this guy out of the way. Now, if you're able to fling that guy, maybe the accident, and like, maybe, maybe the bash that, you, the car bash that, you should have avoided, you will meet it. Or maybe if, if you finally are able to use Superman's power and you take the guy up, you drain blood out of him, the son that is meant to raise up will not pastor your son. No, 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 no. Many a times we, we are myopic, but not just myopic, the perspective to which we used to refine things is, is not God. Is not omniscience. You know, when they call God the all-knowing, the idea is he does not just know the context of a conversation, like the beginning and the end of one subject, no. How many of us have seen a graph, um, in, a knowledge graph before? It's a type of data relationship. The idea is the connection is to end. No, you, you only seen me, my wife, my son, my family, and maybe my extended family. Because some of us is maybe. But the way God sees a subject, he sees how it is connected to eternity. Not your own eternity. Everybody's eternity. Like, we say, if I bless Laulu now, how will this affect the person that would be in China in 2000 and, uh, oh, sorry, 4,028. Now, that's, that's the way God thinks. It's not, oh, what will become of Laulu? Oh, we didn't land him in, in a good place or in a bad place. No, no. God, God is not your alpha and omega. Do, do you get my point? It's not like he knows my beginning and my... No, no. He knows our beginning and our end. So if I take out that conductor out of the road... The maybe he will get saved two years after, then he will be sent to Ekiti to go and preach to where my own great great grandfather established one idol, then we'll be able to deliver. No, you wouldn't think about it that way when asking. Even when you say you pray in other tongues, it's you you don't really know what you're asking. Now that's the that's what Jesus was trying to tell them. You, this is neither a right or a left seat. You don't understand the implication of what you have. You don't even know how it will scatter universe. You know, when Thanos, you know, you don't know how you can just change everything. And what should come here will not have to come later. Or what should come later will not have to come before. Those films are very confusing to me. They are in different time. Uh, 
Time, time what? Timeline. Oh, we have them. <laughs> so many a times we do not know or understand the implications of our ask. Many a times we don't know. And, and when we have this information behind us, it gives us peace when we don't even see what we, we've asked. Now, we know that because we ask, he hears us. Now, you are not troubled that, oh, did God hear me or did God not hear me? The reason why you wouldn't see that thing that you've asked is because of this. You don't know the implication of what you are asking. So it's just like a little boy saying, God, give me an helicopter now. Like literally, he doesn't understand. They ask. And so when we don't see what we're asking, something like this. Now, as much as the challenge is not... Uh, my ears are not heavy to hear. You need that my hands too short to save you. But as long as it's not that. You know, as a child of God, coming in the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ and saying, oh God, I lay demand on this, blah, blah. For example, we've been praying for our nation, but we don't know what we're asking for. Like, do you know, like, I know of a denomination, every service you can't give offering without praying for the nation. Is like prayers for the nation. But is see many a times the way we even see the prayer for the nation is from our own Alpha and Omega. Like how will this nation better me and my son and my children? Where they will go to get good schools? You know, like the school they went to in the olden days, Awolowo School. They gave them free education. Like for some, that's just what they are thinking. But we don't actually understand the implication of what we are asking. Oh, God, take away all the bad leaders. You know, like that Joe once said, you know, singing, oh, arise, oh, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. You don't know what you're asking. You can fall down. <laughs> because you, you might be an enemy in God's church. You are the one disturbing the HOD that wants to do God's work. And you're saying, arise, oh, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Bah! You're on the floor. That's what that Joe said. He said, so don't sing that song, go. <laughs> Don't sing it until I know you are born again. <laughs> because it was those that came to give their life to Christ. And I think maybe someone raised that song. Then he said they shouldn't sing, sing this song before many people are dead on the floor. <laughs> then you now start raising dead people. <laughs> and so we don't know what we ask. We don't know. He says you don't know what you ask. Then he started a conversation here. He says, are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? Now, Jesus wasn't trying to scare them with the cup, not the baptism. No, he wasn't. Uh, Jesus is not like us. That when we, have, when we are going through something or we have gone through something, say, mm. Can you really fast? And when somebody says, ah, I want this uh, generational poverty to go, surely it's that way. Because the idea is you are thinking that, you know, you are thinking from what you have gone through and you are putting that person on that pedestal as well. But Jesus was just asking a clear question. Like, are you able to drink? Like, if they bring the cup now, are you able to drink? So it's not like, if they bring a cup now, I know you will run away or you will not be able to drink. It wasn't making 
uh, an assertion that they are not able to. It's Bible study, right? Let's go to 39. Then they told him. I mean, I like this conversation. It wasn't, it wasn't unclear, guys. Like, if, if I were, like, if they asked me this question, I was like, ah, I'm to you. Ah, drink the cup and be baptized. And uh, Jesus, don't worry. Uh, we're just joking. We're just, ah, they can't even play with you. <laughs> just put us among the congregation. We don't need right or left anymore. No. They told him, we are able we are able. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink of? Now, they are not saying we are able because they didn't know the prophecy on Jesus. So. They, they know that this is the Messiah. And anything that goes with the Messiah, what they're saying, we are ready to go with, with whatever comes with it. So Jesus said to them, now that you have said you are able, you will then, you will be able. You know, say you will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the, now this wasn't their prayers, but Jesus was saying something here. You will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. <laughs> But as for that conversation, you know at times you're asking God for something and God brings up another conversation. You know, God is very beautiful. He brings up, because at that period, I mean, there was probably going to be the, the taking away of Jesus from amongst them. You know, they being scattered. You know, Jesus will probably see, guy, before we go to this one that is tall order, when everything scatter, you go see day. Will you still be here? It says, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine. Sorry, I didn't give the title of the message, Abby. Uh, Understanding Purpose and Destiny. That's the title of the message. It says, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it is for those whom it is prepared. Now, before we go into um, when the, the rest of the disciples heard the gist and they were going to scatter everything. Jesus says here that sitting on my right or on my left, now, I mean, maybe also for context sake, they were literally saying, I mean, when the kingdom finally lands, you know, I think Papi has explained that before, and I think maybe Papi even used the context of Matthew 20, when the mother came, you know, and I always like the way Papi does exegesis. It's with a lot of uh, spirit humor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you would, it was, it was really interesting to know how the mother came, you know, and wanted to politicize the slots. He says, sitting on my right and on my left in glory is not mine to decide. But he made mention of something here that would make that possible. He says, it is for those whom 
it is prepared. Now, Jesus didn't say it wasn't impossible for a man like them to sit at his right. There will be men that will sit. He's saying there, there will be people that will sit there, but it's not me that will determine it. But what determines it is those that have been prepared for it. So it, it wasn't an invalid or inconsequential request. But Jesus is saying here that it's not for me to grant that request to you. But if you are prepared, if you were prepared for it, or if you are prepared for it, or if it is prepared for you, you will sit there. And so this took me into trying, let's, I mean, just to look into the word prepare. So the, the, the word prepare itself is, is rendered from, uh, I mean, if you look at it from different angles, but if you particularly look at it from the Greek rendition, there's a description that I align with more for this context, which is you are appointed for this. Now, because you could also interpret being prepared as they just told me the rules behind it, and I went through the, the rules, and I was chosen by merit because I went through the rules. No. Now, it is prepared here would mean God has appointed you to the right. Like, predestin it's predestination that is talking here. Not uh, with my righteousness or my fervency, not uh, my strategy or my being, my fruit in the kingdom of God, uh, not uh, because I'm everything that should be deserving of this seat. It's saying that those seats and everything in God, there is to the appointed, to the appointed. It is appointed for you. It is appointed. It is prepared of you. Meaning, this is your path. This is your course. Like, this is why you were made. This is purpose for you. Hallelujah. So it's as much as James and John desired, the request came through their desire, probably maybe even asking in faith. There is still, um, was this appointed for you? Because many a times when we do all the checks and balance, did I ask in faith? You know, I didn't doubt when I was asking, you know, I prayed when we were asked to pray, you know. I trust, you know, at times, we, I, and I really trusted God. <laughs> you know, that's the one that is very popular. But the next other question you are not asking is, is, is it prepared for you? Or are you prepared for it either ways? Is it appointed for you? Oh, God, let, let this breakthrough come, blah, 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 in this order, in this fashion, is it appointed? Is it prepared for you? Because it wouldn't be a matter of, uh, did I ask well or not? No, no, no. You asked. You asked. But Jesus will still say, you don't yet know the implication of what you're asking. Because it's not about me just granting what you've asked. It's the counsel of my will that would inform, oh, Laulu is prepared for this. 
Laolu is appointed for this. Laolu is not appointed for this. So that puts me in a place of rest. That, mm, okay. I know I've asked. Because many a times, devil takes us back to we thinking we don't pray effective prayers. Because we measure out effectiveness to the exact result of what has been asked. Many a times we don't look at the other conversation that God might have brought out or reviewed in the course of making that request known. So desire will not trump purpose. Imagine I'm, I just, I'm just desiring God, God, just let Bill Gates born again and it's me. You know, God, 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 let them just, let them just, desire wouldn't trump purpose. Desire wouldn't trump purpose. He says, if you ask according to his will, it wouldn't trump purpose. See, no matter how much The desire is expressed. You know, at times we, we, we I mean, in the world, we, we use desire, which is, could also be willingness, to give people access to the opportunity to prove themselves for a thing. But God doesn't. You know, the way you typically do it, okay, let's, uh, you are desiring for the role of, you know, you will not say, no, you know, somebody comes to your office now and says, I'm applying for, uh, the CTO role. You know, says, you know, you are not predestined for it. To, no, no, no. You, you will express desire. They say express interest. Abi, he would express his interest. He will apply. He will go through the aptitude test. Nobody there would, would I mean, the panelists will be saying, hmm, this guy is not destined for this. No, no. But for God, it's not about the guy express interest or the guy did X or did Y is that this guy was appointed for this. That's, that's the conversation for God. Were you appointed for this? Yes, have it. You have received that which you have asked. So the allowances, you know, if you look into purpose, there is no allowance that desire can explore. Like, if we just quickly create a window now, take a look, I mean, just look at this ex explanation. Like, maybe Pastor just says, ask anything of the Lord. That's a, that's a window, right? <laughs> and just look and bring that will, uh, that your desire, you took it inside. Hey, God, oh yeah, amen. And they check the purpose, there's no amen. No, 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 do, do you understand? So purpose doesn't have allowance that you, are, you want to quickly slot in desire. See, human promotion would happen by a lot of willingness. Like, for example, somebody can just say in the office, I want to lead the team. You'll say, yeah, come on. But God is not, I want to, you know, it's just like coming to that. I want to be the head of, ah, you say, okay. Just be in culture class. 
people will find out your purpose and all of that. So with God, is not, oh, I want to take over the nations. No, no, no. They will look into the will. Then they will grant the request according to his will. Now, but what God will do to every child of God is to have the conversation that the guy is not having. You say, are you able to drink? They will have the, 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 the now and the preservation question. Are you, are you able to drink? This is what will take you out. Like, if you're not able to drink, and if you're unable to go through the baptism that I will go through, the dealings that I will go through, the persecutions I will go through, let's sort that one first. See, you're shorty that you even appear in the glory. Not about left or right, that you would even be there is that you can fulfill this one. And so God brings to us the germane conversation, even while we are yet asking for what we don't know about. When you say, God, God, just take me out of this place. Take me out of this place. Then God will say, okay, see. See, this is what I'm doing with you in this place. Blah, blah, blah. It would still bring, it wouldn't just, you don't know what you're asking. Get out of here. No. The, the most important conversation was introduced to them first. Will you be able to drink? Will you be able to get baptized? And they said, yes. And he said, because you've said yes, that willingness there, I would exploit it. Then you will be. That's answered, that's answered. I mean, whether you think it was that James and John prayed that God help us to be, it was, they, they said, yes, we will take the cup. We will and I said, yes, you will, indeed. Now, they could have probably thought the same uh, instant answer or response to that would also come to sit or left or right. If they're both, but left or right, that one is not a, it's not in my power. It's not in my power. You have to be prepared for it. And so their ask or their request that gets the divine response of God. See, God is very beautiful. See, imagine, it could easily just, I mean, I wish you asked the real conversation, but even for this other one, you can't. And the real conversation wasn't hard. Amen. Amen. Let me check my time, please. My time is far spent. So you don't like Pastor Obi always say. <laughs> because I was also going to take us into how we're all destined for greatness. There is no one of us that God didn't destine for greatness. There is not one of us. And I need to say that because before you start thinking, hmm, see, I'm destined for little. You know, you know that song, It says, even though I am small, I have a big God. Now, you can literally sing that song when things are not going fine. You're like, what? Even though I don't have money, I know I have a God that has money. Do you get it? Even though I don't have health, I know a God that cannot be, no, no, no. God has destined every one of us for greatness. But in that greatness is service. Because that's the second part of this conversation. But like I said, you know, I want us to go home knowing that in this new season and in every season that God brings us to, we will ask. See, ask because you know there will be a real conversation out of that dialogue. Not, first of all, ask, ask per everything I have asked, God would answer. 
And if God does not answer, maybe I'll start filtering my ask. No. Ask. Because that's where your joy is. Imagine the joy knowing the real conversation and knowing the right answer to the conversation that I don't know what I'm asking about. Like God will say, oh, as per that thing you're asking, this is how it is. Oh, okay, okay, God. Okay, I will not, uh, uh, I'll, I'll look for a way to drink the cup. You know, you, you will be able to focus. You ask. Ask for, ask. You know, see, ask. See, when they say ask that your joy may be full, that's what they said. They didn't say ask, and after you receive, then your joy will be full. Ask, ask that, you, that you're just full of joy that you've asked the Lord. And be prepared for, it's a dialogue. It's not as blah, 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 out. While you are in the presence, the conversations that the Lord will bring to you, whether it's to bring you to the real conversation, which is not the ask you are putting before the Lord, or many a times it will be the, the thing you've asked that will be the conversation. I, li- I like the way Jesus attended to them here. They said, Jesus, anything we ask you, please, just tell us you will do it. And he said, well, what would you have me? You know, ask, let me just, let me, let me hear from you. What? God, God is ever listening. Ask, ask. I mean, you might probably think it's a fool, but ask. You might probably think it's, it's meant to be in 10 years' time. It's better you hear that this thing will happen in 10 years' time from him than to assume that maybe God is not ready to do this thing. No, no, no. Because you are getting two wins. You are getting the now, or the real conversation, or the main conversation, and you're also getting a response to the one that does not look like the one I understand very well. Imagine if James or John had just lived their life thinking, I think it's possible to be on the left and right, but Jesus will not even hear us. Just going with that assumption that, well, it's nothing to ask. Let's just, Jesus, he would have given Peter, Peter and uh, maybe Nathaniel. The one that is without a guy that are just hyping up and down. No, he addressed it. He said, this seat, the left, the right, is purpose. His destiny. It, it, it's not, I wouldn't change the times. I wouldn't say, ah, because you guys asked. You guys were willing with it. Because they were the only ones that asked. And desire wouldn't trump purpose. And that's why we're on a daily search of what would you have me do, oh God? We're on a daily search. God, I'm here. I'm in this new employment place. What would you have me do? What would you have me do? It's not about desire. It's what would you have me do? Let my desire come from there. You know, I like the way David prayed his own expectation. You know, we always say, oh, uh, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut. Mm. He said, God, let my own expectation come from you. I like that. My desire is coming from purpose. So I'm not wasting my energy. David said, let my desire come from you. So if I'm even expressing desire, it's coming from the will. So it won't be misplaced priorities. I won't just be flimsy with the desire. I go, okay, just today. go roast rest tomorrow. No, no, no. I won't be flimsy. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. If we have, no, I'm just repeating everything Pastor Obi always say. If we have time in the future, we'll pick it up from here. Hallelujah. Yeah.